our strength is different from the strength that a man has. There is just a natural wisdom that we have. There is a grace that we bring to things. Welcome to the Sweet Fire Podcast, where we study and celebrate the lives of women who dare to let their fire light up the world. This podcast was inspired by the picture book, Sweet Fire, which encourages girls and women to own their power and their worth. Join us this week as we meet author and empowerment coach, Carolyn A. Warren. Today, we are talking with Carolyn A. Warren. Carolyn A. Warren is the CEO of Destined for Success Coaching, Consulting, and Leadership Development. Coach Carolyn, as I call her, is an author, speaker, and empowerment coach who helps women live their best lives. She teaches that when we strengthen the whole woman, we increase her potential to thrive. Welcome her to the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me, Coach Carolyn. Hi, how are you, Juhari? I am excited to be with you today. And thank you for allowing me to share with your audience. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you. And just a little bit of context for anyone who's listening. I have worked with Coach Carolyn over the course of many years, and she has been a force in my life and a mentor and someone who helps bring chaotic things under subjection. She knows how to simplify complex ideas and just makes things manageable. She is a really valuable thought partner when you are processing through challenging things in life, but also just navigating the juggle of life, right? So I just wanted to give that personal plug because I do know her and I have benefited personally from her work. So having said that, first of all, the book Sweet Fire is all about teaching our girls to own their value, own their voice, show up in the world as their authentic selves, and to be unafraid to let their fire light up the world. And one of the things that I have noticed about you always is that you are not afraid to be a little different from whoever might be standing next to you. And I think kind of in keeping with my first, you know, two episodes, I'd like to talk to you about how you developed your ability to be authentically yourself. Where did that come from? Well, the roots of that process of learning to appreciate and value who I am started as a child. I talk somewhat about this in my book, The The Women at the Table, Ordinary Women, Ordinary Moments, Extraordinary Impact. And I share how that I grew up in a very small community but a small community that was very big on supporting and encouraging the growth of the young people that were growing up at that particular time. So I grew up with an understanding that there was something unique about me. And as I was growing up, I thought initially it was just the fact that I had been, I was born You know, when my parents, after several years, when they thought they couldn't have any children Mm -hmm. and that the whole community sort of prayed and and believed that, you know, one day that they would have children. 
And when I came along, I was celebrated just simply because my mother and father finally had a child. And after me, you know, they had three more. But as I grew and as I saw and received their report, I began to realize that not only was I unique, but that God gives us all a unique footprint. And I was fortunate in that I grew up in an environment where my footprint, my DNA, my personality was supported and encouraged. And not everybody has that as they are growing up. But for whatever reason, God allowed me to grow up in an environment where my parents, my mom and my dad, supported me and thought I was special, of course, because they hadn't had any children. Mm -hmm. And then also I had the support of the community. So growing up in that environment helped me to develop a strong sense of appreciation for who I was. Mm -hmm. But as I went along, like most of us, I did, you know, I did struggle somewhat because, and this is part of the development process that all of us go through. I, I said, not everyone, once I left that small community, not everybody celebrated me. I'm an introvert. And so, oh, you need to be more talkative. Oh, you need to have more friends. Oh, you you know, there was always this something else that I needed to be. But thankfully, my foundation had been laid, and I tend to be pretty stubborn. (laughs) So I refused to change. (laughs) I love the fact that you just said the word refuse because... I've been thinking about that word, actually. The word refuse is not something that we hear a lot in terms of being encouraged to use it or do it as girls. But what you refuse defines you as much as what you embrace does. And Mm -hmm. so there is something about that refusal that produces some of the greatest leaders in the world, right? Men and women. It's refusing to be less than who you are, refusing to bow down to expectations from society that don't serve your purpose and so forth. That refusal piece is pretty powerful. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Because I didn't even expect you to say that word, but it's meaningful. Well, I think it, it's, it's very important for every individual to be able to discern what we should refuse to do and the insight that we should receive and and make the adjustments. It's very important for us to have a group of people around us who can celebrate the unique qualities that define us and make us unique and cause us to sort of stand off and say, okay, yes, this is this is my light, this is my grace, this is my fire. But we must always take the position that there are areas where I can continue to grow. And I've never arrived because if you get to the place where you've arrived, then you've actually stopped growing and no longer have the ability to have the influence that you can reach your potential. And so in reality, you stop, your uniqueness actually stops. Wow. Wow, because it doesn't grow. 
No, because it doesn't grow. And I think that, you know, one of the the individuals who has really lived and modeled this for me so much has been my mother, who at, you know, 102, just moved out of her apartment into a house. And how many of us, I mean, if someone came up and said, okay, you know, in two months, you're going to be moving. I mean, we would be thinking, oh, that is such a a big deal. Oh, can I do it? But here is someone who still at 102 says, you know, yeah, that might be challenging, but there is going to be so much benefit wow. if I do this. And so continuing to to actually be your best person requires that you are on a growth continuum that does not stop until you stop breathing. <laughs> Well, I love it. You know, a fire does not burn perpetually. It has to be nurtured, mm-hmm. stoked. It has to be fed. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of, you know, metaphorically what I hear you saying, that we should not sit back and say, I have this talent, this gift, you know, this grace, this ability, and it's just going to ride me out until, you know, my days are done. You have to nurture and you have to prune it. You have to right. take out of it what is not helpful and... Mm-hmm you know, and, and look honestly at what is in front of you so that you can get better. Thank um, you. Yes. <laughs> so you and I have talked a little bit recently and you said some things that were really intriguing to me. One of the things that you said was about this kind of conundrum that girls and women find themselves in when they are trying to fulfill all of their, you know, potential and be all that they can be in a world that sends conflicting messages. Well, can you tell me something about that? Yes, and and I believe that that is one of the real issues that we face, specifically when we are producing a very intelligent crop of women who are very accomplished in many ways, are more educated than men. And, you know, we are finally at a place where funding is, is allowing us to reach further and go and do more. Yet when we gather all this knowledge and experience many times, we still are faced with an environment where your strength can be threatening, your your voice can be threatening. And so there is this, you know, as you said, this place where we are having to make a decision, you know, do I feel that this situation demands more of my boldness, my assertiveness, but is that, will that be accepted and will that be celebrated in this particular environment? And because many times we feel that it won't, we sort of step back and Mm -hmm. instead of saying what we know needs to be said, we sort of skirt the issue. And if that happens, enough, then we lose our confidence, we lose our voice, we lose the wisdom that should have been spoken, and that now is gone, that will, you know, because things are always changing and things are moving, the wisdom that was necessary for that particular situation may not be the same wisdom that's that's necessary two weeks from now when this issue comes up again. And so I think it it 
puts us in a position where if we, and, and hopefully, you know, most women are, in a place where they can begin to pull on their own wisdom and also the wisdom that you we receive from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we're not addressing an, an issue or presenting a solution based totally on our, our knowledge, our intelligence and experience, but also listening to the Holy Spirit to say, okay, you're right. This is how you say that. So it will be received. Yeah. And instead of taking an issue with or taking the situation personal, which is hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that, well, also, the more skilled we become as leaders, mm-hmm. the more tools we'll have, learning the tools necessary also to be able to communicate your point of view. Sometimes it's just getting out of our own flesh, getting out of our own mind, and t- looking at the situation from the perspective of the person that you're dealing with. So I just want to slow down and just kind of highlight what you just said, because I feel like the idea that being perceptive is a superpower is underestimated. Being self-aware puts you at an advantage. Being able to be flexible and interact with different kinds of personalities and Turn on different parts of yourself in order to unlock what's in other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you said, it takes being self-aware and it also takes being open to learning new strategies mm-hmm. so that you can be your best. And so sometimes being your best means how to interact with another group of people more effectively. Yes. Yes. So this podcast is really directed at women, um, mm-hmm. not so much the girls, but women who nurture our girls, right? So we're having these conversations explicitly that a lot of us have had to learn along the way so that we can kind of lift up some of the conversations that we want to make sure we have with our girls to help nurture them and also shorten their learning curve. There are some things you just learned through experience, but other things you can learn through wisdom as more experienced people in your circle share with you and help you. That is not very much celebrated and pointed out, but I think that's really, really significant. And you mentioned this term to solve a problem. And I think that right there is so powerful because that's what our fire really is, is that we show up solving problems. We show up with answers for different things in the world. And we uniquely do that in our humility, in our self-awareness, in our quietness, in our boldness. All of it is a part of the mix. And I think it's all about, like you're suggesting, you have this mix and you have this toolbox of all these different things you can use to solve problems and interact effectively with other humans. And you pull different things out of your toolbox that you need at different times. Would you say that's accurate? Yes. And in fact, in my book, The Women at the Table, that is one of the, you know, primary thought processes that I want the, the, the reader to come away with is as you are reading, even though you are reading the story, 
but you know there are questions afterwards and the whole the the theme is for you the well the goal is for you to begin to ask yourself questions mm-hmm. to determine what is inside of me what gift do i carry and for the very simple reason that i believe that each and every one of us has been placed on this earth to have significance to have influence and to solve problems for somebody believe that all of us have a measure of wisdom and insight that really brings light to situations and and sometimes it's not so much that we even identify what it is that we bring it's just that when we show up people realize oh things are different oh that's the solution oh i never thought of it that way and so when people are responding to you with terms like that i believe that it's part of the identification of the light and the fire that you bring oh you know live a little bit more and it's like oh I showed up really strong there and I really changed that environment. Yes. So instead of us sitting and thinking, okay, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Accept the fact that you do have one Mm -hmm. and get busy just living and showing up as the very best person that you can be. If, if whatever it is, just show up being your very best. If that's giving a smile, then show up giving a smile. You'll be amazed at doors that will open and the people that you will impact. And mm-hmm. I, I, and it's not so much about, you know, the title or, you know, where we live or anything like that. Again, going back to my mother, who is a very simple woman, you know, went, finished high school, worked as a domestic all of her life. But there, but was a reservoir of wisdom. So whenever anyone had an issue going on in their lives, normally they always ended up at our house, sitting around the kitchen table and asking her, you know, what, how do I solve this? What do I do? Now, she was a, a, is, and still is a problem solver and uh, sort of like a, a black kind of person to help you to sort of sift through all the stuff. My mother was a problem solver, you know, in our neighborhood. Anyone who had an issue going on in their life somehow or another ended up at her kitchen table having a conversation. And one of the gifts that she had was to be able to take a look at the situation or look at their lives and move things out of the way so that there could be clarity on what the real issue was and, most importantly, what the solution should be. Hmm. So if you were to ask, you know, what's her purpose in life? Well, she wouldn't be able to tell you that I'm a problem solver. I have the the spirit of a mother, so people can come to me with, you know, their darkest secrets and know that they're going to be loved and appreciated and mothered on no matter how much mess you're in. <laughs> and then you're also going to get a great word of encouragement that you need to do better if you need to do better. 
And so in that environment, she's changing lives. And so it's it's helpful if we can sort of stop looking at, okay, what's the end of my life going to be? And I'm going to be able to say, well, this was my purpose, but just live life. Do what you do well. Impact people's lives. Be willing and open to share and, and help someone else along the way. I heard a term a couple of weeks ago that has really resident, resonated with me, and you, you may have heard it before, but I in this, was in this meeting, and we were talking about being supportive and women in, empowering other women. And the, one of the ladies said, you know, we must always be aware of the people that held the ladder for us. And I have never, I had never heard that term, but it made so, it's a vivid picture that, you know, we are going through life and we're trying to get from point A to point B, from the first floor, second floor, or whatever. And when you have this analogy of someone going up a ladder, it's always good and, and it's just wisdom to have someone hold the ladder for you. Yeah. So that if the ladder doesn't move as you are moving and it provides a means of keeping you on the straight and narrow so that you don't have an accident. And I believe that that is really what we should be doing for another is, you know, when people are trying to make a transition, when they're trying to go from point A to point B, hold the ladder for them. That ensures that they, the probability of them succeeding and getting to the next level has been greatly increased instead of, you know, letting them go up the ladder and you just stand back and just say, oh, I hope you don't fall. Wow. Wow. That's a call to an intergenerational kind of investment in the success of those behind us, you know, I mean, we're here to talk about girls and women, but all of us have a responsibility somewhere. We are somewhere on the ladder beneath someone and above someone. Right. I love what you just said. And I want to say thank you for being a ladder holder for me. What would you say to girls if you had something to pass on to them about what strength looks like for us? Maybe that might look different for men and how that's okay and even a wonderful thing. Our strength, a recognition that our strength is different from the strength that a man has. It's just as important and it's just as needed, but we can never or should never get away from the fact that we were created female. And that in that creation, there was a strength that was placed within us. Because in, er- in areas that men, you know, they, it's not that they can't excel there, but it takes a little bit more work for them to excel there. Just like, you know, there are certain things that, you know, men can excel at that takes a little bit more work for us. So I, uh, being 
this this woman, this female, this bringing a perspective to life circumstances is hopefully something that we don't lose mm-hmm. and that we learn how to cherish the perspective that we have and not want to be like a man. You know, we are good when and bringing people together and helping everyone to be celebrated and giving everyone a place at the table mm-hmm. and having a conversation. Those are things that are unique to us. And then the ability also, I think that there is just a natural wisdom that that we have that, uh, you know, I can't explain it, but there is a grace that we bring to things. There is a, a spirit of excellence. There is a spirit of camaraderie that we bring to situations. And we need to not consider ourselves to be second best or second class citizens or whatever, but in, to love and enjoy who we are because that's the way God made us. And so, you know, I, I think that is one, one message and one, one way of empowering our young girls that we need to be very aware of that we're not teaching them that you're less than. Mm -hmm. You are just as important as anyone else, and you have just as much value, and never allow anyone to diminish who you are. Don't you diminish yourself in the whole process either. I love it. So I want to thank you so much for all of this wisdom all of this pouring out and this encouragement. And I heard you say something that, even if these words are not used, and I just want to kind of sum it up with this, that if you've changed your world, you've changed the world. I want to thank you for being with us today and for sharing everything you've shared. And I appreciate that you are always letting your fire light up the world. So thank you for being with us. It's been my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We hope today's episode has inspired you. And please keep letting your fire light up the world.